Capital Insider, sponsored by United for Oklahoma, tribal nations building unity and economic strength to benefit all Oklahomans. More at unitedforoklahoma.com. Oklahoma thrives together. This is Capital Insider, taking you inside politics, policy, and government in Oklahoma. I'm Dick Pryor with Quorum Call publisher Sean Ashley. The reduction of the grocery sales tax rate from 4.5% to zero has moved close to reality. The Senate voted in favor of it, 42 to 2, after the House passed it last year. So, Sean, what happens now? Well, the bill is now on Governor Kevin Stitt's desk, and he said during his State of the State address and has reiterated several times since then that he would sign any tax cut bill that reaches his desk. Stitt signaled Thursday he would, in fact, sign the bill. Today, we get to fulfill a promise to all 4 million Oklahomans and pass the largest single-year tax cut in Oklahoma history, Stitt said. Cutting the grocery tax means relief for all Oklahomans. Now, the bill did not pass with an emergency clause, so that means it cannot take effect until 90 days after the legislature adjourns sine die. That means it will probably take effect sometime in August following the legislature's May adjournment. What moved the Senate to finally take up the bill and approve it? Senate President Pro Tem Greg Treat announced after a lengthy Senate caucus meeting Wednesday that the Senate would take up the grocery tax bill. Now, those meetings take place behind closed doors, so we don't know exactly what was discussed. But Treat said on the Senate floor Thursday his caucus had discussed reducing the income tax rate, raising the standard deduction, and other tax cut ideas before agreeing on the grocery sales tax reduction. Treat also noted on the Senate floor that the budget was another consideration. Eliminating the state sales tax on groceries eats up most of the reoccurring revenue growth, so state agency budgets will have to remain flat. At the same time, Treat noted, the state has sufficient savings to address one-time needs. A resolution has passed out of the House Rules Committee that would dramatically change the initiative petition process in Oklahoma. That's the process that allows citizens to place state questions on the ballot rather than going through the legislature. As currently drafted, what would this resolution do? H.J.R. 1045 proposes a vote of the people on a constitutional amendment that would require voter signature percentage thresholds be met on a county-by-county basis rather than statewide before any initiative petition or referendum petition could be placed on the ballot as a state question. The initiative petition process has been available to Oklahomans since statehood. What's the problem this legislation is supposed to solve? Representative David Harden, the resolution's author, said it would give rural Oklahomans a voice in proposed state questions. Harden said it allows each county to have their voice. If we're going to do a state question, someone will have to go to each of the 77 counties and collect at least 5% of the registered voters' signatures. That's a curious argument. As a practical matter, if this bill becomes law, it will be virtually impossible for citizens to put issues on the ballot, leaving everything up to the Oklahoma legislature. What are lawmakers afraid of? Consider the last three state questions that have been approved by voters. Medical marijuana, felony sentence reduction, and Medicaid expansion. All three passed largely because of support from Oklahoma's urban centers and tended to fail in rural areas. Under the resolution, it is doubtful those proposals would have even made it to the ballot. Michelle Tilley, an attorney who has worked on several initiative petitions, told a House committee in September 
This is not some free-for-all where we're going out and changing things every five minutes. This is for serious, serious issues. Legislators consider many different issues during the session. One they have talked about for years concerns licensing of cosmetologists and barbers. There's a bill addressing that. What is it? Senate Bill 1489, which transfers all the duties of the State Board of Cosmetology to the State Department of Health. Lawmakers for years have been expressing concern about the board regarding delays in issuing licensing and conducting inspections, and an interim study was held about it in the fall. It appears the issue may be nearing a resolution, although there are still a lot of details to be worked out in that bill. What should we watch for in the week ahead? Thursday is the deadline for committees to be heard in their chamber of origin. House bills and House committees, Senate bills and Senate committees. So we'll be seeing a lot of committee meetings and action there. Thanks, Sean. You're very welcome. For more information, go to quorumcall.online. You can find audio and transcripts at kgou.org and look for Capital Insider where you get podcasts. Until next time, with Sean Ashley, I'm Dick Pryor. Capital Insider sponsored by the Oklahoma State Medical Association, physicians dedicated to providing and increasing access to health care for all Oklahomans. More on the vision and mission of OSMA at okmed.org. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.